Hello and welcome back to the embassies on the lectern. Join me today as I speak to you about something that occurs every year in the academic life of a student and perhaps some of the challenges and frustrations that come along between student and parent alike when it comes to documentation. I'm your host, Dr. Marbell. All right, got my pencil, got paper, got my laptop. Uh, is there anything else that I need before I head out the door? Mm, no, I don't think so. Folks, it's that time of year again. Now, some students may have already started going back to school, but... Let me tell you, as a college student, I got around and got all my necessary things literally the day that my college started up, today. I went and got my books, went and got my supplies for the art class that I'm taking, and gotta admit, back to school season has always been something that has been uh, kind of awkward for me. Because like I always feel so weird walking into a store and looking at different materials that I need, like I was some sort of oversized high schooler. To some of you that may know me, there's not much... That's pretty much how I feel anyway, just because I am... I am six foot five, and I usually, most generally, stand over everybody's heads by at least a foot. But, nonetheless, whenever I go into a store and buy pencils, pens, um, perhaps a new bag sometimes, I always feel like I'm weird, out of place even. But, I digress, that's probably just me. Either way, parents and students alike are going about their days in this t general time period trying to make sure that if they're a parent, that their, their child has everything that they need, even if they're shipping off for college. Do you have the books? Do you have the pencils, the pens, the paper, the notebooks, the um, whatever they need? Parents always want to make sure that they have it in their bag. It's something that just is imperative to them. And then the students, usually in my experience from the things that I've heard, are always like, yes, mom, I have my pencils, I have my pens, I have a spare change of clothes, I have everything I need. And then funnily enough, about a week or so into... Uh, their new collegiate life, they usually find themselves lacking something that their mother had asked if they had, and then they usually go in and go, Mom, I don't have this. And then their mom sighs and goes, Well, I told you so. Now that's happened to me a couple times, not all the time, thankfully, because that gets kind of annoying. 
on the subject of go going and gathering supplies. Have you ever been to a supermarket on back to school week or month or however some stores do it? But have you ever been inside of a store in back to school season? Let me tell you, it is so packed and so cramped. Sometimes I wonder if even Walmart superstores are able to fit that many people into however large of a store that they have. For me, the closest one is in Bolivar, and Bolivar has a decently sized Walmart Supercenter, but not exactly as large as Springfield, and probably not as large as any of the ones in St. Louis or Kansas City. That being said, just because it's a smaller Walmart does not mean that there are few or does not mean that there aren't just as many people in that store trying to make sure that they go down that paper list to see if they have everything that their child needs in their shopping cart. Now, most generally, I don't really use a whole lot of supplies. Just give me a notebook, a folder, and some pens and pencils, possibly some erasers. I'll be, I'm good. And even, even more so now that I'm in college, give me a laptop. I have everything I need right there. Or excuse me, a laptop and a couple flash drives. Because you got to have some place to store all of your homework and the cheat sheets that you have been secretly developing under all of your teachers' noses. That was me in high school. I usually had some sort of guide for me to go off of when it came when it came to tests and quizzes at least in my junior year. I didn't really do that in my senior year, didn't really try in my senior year. Then again, I didn't really try in school either way. Negligence aside, if you ever have been in a store with a lot of people, you always wonder just how, or at least I do, I always wonder just how long it, it'll take for a average parent to go shopping for their kid and, and or how much they spend on back to school stuff. So from what I've, I did a little bit of research and I've asked a couple people most generally, at least in my area, people usually wind up spending about $50 to $150, depending on what's needed. Like if, if their child has algebra and their child mentions, hey, there might be some sort of graphing going on, I might need a calculator. Some parents think it's a great idea to go off to Walmart or to Staples or somewhere or even Target and be like, give me the $150 Texas Instruments graphing calculator. You know, the one that you can play Doom on. And fork it over, and I'll pay you. It's kind of a side note. Way too much money for a calculator. Way too much. I don't care if it can plot points. 
I ain't paying $150 for a freaking calculator. Not when I've got one on my phone and my laptop and tablets. There's a calculator literally everywhere. You can have one in your pocket. Actually, you do have one in your pocket at all times. So why would you need to spend $150 on a calculator? <laughs> yeah, I would rather use uh, one of the calculators that the school has provided me if I'm going to use a graphing calculator, which I have never used a graphing calculator. I usually just did my own graphing because why make it more complicated? have to punch in a whole bunch of buttons on a machine and then wait for it to tell me what to do. And then I have to make a graph on a piece of paper and then graph whatever the machine told me to graph where it told me to graph it. Why? I ain't doing that. Never have, never will, and I don't plan to. It, it's mundane to me. It, it's, it's silly. On the subject of overpriced school supplies, I don't understand why there are some backpacks that cost as much as they do. I've seen some bags that are like $50. And then while they're brand new and awesome looking at the beginning of the year, especially in high school, by the end of it, not so much. It's usually covered in sweat and full of holes and chances are if your kid is anything like me they probably already use that bag so much that there's just no saving it and then halfway through the year they needed a new bag school supplies are just so expensive and it amazes me that certain parents spend a hundred, even sometimes $200 on school supplies. And it makes you wonder, or at least it makes me wonder, where, why, why is all that so high? When you're in college and you have to, granted, if you have final financial aid, it's not that big of a deal. Usually the financial aid says, hey, we'll pay for this. And other scholarships and grants will say, hey, we'll pay for your books and your tuition, but only paying for the books after your tuition comes out. You know, there's there's a whole bunch of little rules that you have to pay attention to. But when you are a college student and you don't have financial aid and you need to buy calculators and um, and, pay, and graphing paper and, you know, specific utensils that you actually need for the class at that point, it can get really pricey, and I can guarantee you, unless you are born rich and are just having a full ride from your parents, there is no college student that's going to be like, man, I'm going to dump $300 on supplies for this class that I'm only going to take once, and I'm probably not going to take again. No joke. I went, I have financial aid. Thank goodness. I would not be able to attend college without it. But I, me being on financial aid and going through what I like to call syllabus day at, a, at my college, I got through my last class for the day and I'm like, 
okay, I need to go get my my books, my supplies, everything that I need. So I went down to the bookstore, which is the on-campus store where all of this can be found, and I'm like, hey, I need these textbooks for American Sign Language, and I need the um, artist kit for drawing one. And the clerk there was like, okay, no problem. I got you. So he goes back there, and he goes, and it takes him about a couple minutes to go grab the things off the shelf. He comes back and is like, grabs his little scan gun, beep, beep, types away at his computer, and then, bam, I see a total. I paid, or not me, but my financial aid, paid $300 for a pair of textbooks and a $200 collection of art supplies. Granted, there was a whole lot of stuff in there, a lot of graphite, a lot of charcoal, ink, an exacto knife, a adjustable triangle, um, a small sketch pad, a very large sketch pad. You know, the works, a whole bunch of stuff that you need for drawing, not necessarily for paint or anything else. It's actually things that are being used, so that's nice. But still, that's so expensive. I can't even imagine forking over 300 and some odd dollars just for that out of my own pocket. That's scary. And that some students have enough to worry about when it comes to college, let without having to worry about finances. Like there's um, like, for example, some people are like, man, I have this job, but can I get, how can I work my, my work schedule around my school schedule? Or man, I have, to take these classes, but I don't have a whole lot of money, so I can't, you know, wait so long to spread spread my classes out so I don't have to stress myself out so much. There's a whole lot of thing, different things to worry about. But probably the biggest one that I'm going to focus on from this point on would be financial aid. Because I know a lot of students are confused when they first come into college and they're like, financial aid, how, what in the world do I do? Like, how do I navigate this? And this is just tips from, from a, a college student. Some, someone that's already been there and, and done that, and who's going through current struggles as of today and the last month. We're fine. But just going to give you guys a couple tips about financial aid. So when you guys go through and do your FAFSA, you know, you, you fill out your information, your parents' information, your how much you made during the last year, yada, yada, yada. You get it filled out. You submit it. The Department of Education goes like, yeah, looks great. Wonderful job. It's, it's done. And then your college looks at it. And it's like, that's awesome. Look at that. This is just the best thing in the world. It's um, it works. We're gonna we're gonna take it, and we're gonna put it in our file, and you're gonna be good to go. You're gonna get some aid. Well, from that point on, 
you get offered scholarships and grants and then something called a student loan. Let me tell you, unless you have money or are going to come into money, do not accept student loans. They are just that. Money that you have to pay back. Grants and scholarships, not so much. The only way you'll have to pay those back is if you're in any way fraudulent with the money. And granted, they don't pay you specifically. They pay the college on behalf of you. But occasionally, there is the incident where a student applies for financial aid and it gets enrolled in classes. And then all of a sudden, they're like, great, I got like so much money back because they gave me more than what I needed. And then they drop out of the class. Well, guess what the college is going to expect back? If you get awarded $5,000 and your tuition and books and all that cost $3,000, you get $2,000 back. And then you withdraw from your classes after getting paid. That college is going to need that, or not necessarily need, but is going to uh, breathe down your neck until they get that $2,000 back. The same thing happens with student loans. Well, the argument can be made that you can just get the student loan, go through college, and not have to worry about payment. Well, yeah, that's fine and dandy until you get out of college and then you have to pay that money back with interest. Interest, mind you. Now, unless you know anything about interest, I'm going to tell you just the bare basics of it. Interest in terms of finances is an extra charge depending on a certain criteria. Most generally, it's time. So if you get 2000 if, if your debt is $10 and you get charged 10% a month, $10 quickly turns into $100. The same thing can be said for 1000 turning into 10000 You got to pay that money back and you got to do it quick. Once you get out of college, you can set out a pay, set up a payment plan with um, with the Department of, of Education or I guess that's who you deal with, but whoever you need to talk to with that, you set up a little a payment plan that as you go through life, you're like, okay, I get this much, I'm going to take this much out of my paycheck and I'm going to send it to pay off my, my, my debt. Well, if you put that off, that's going to rack up interest, not to mention that it's going to stick with you for the rest of your life until you pay it back. My older brother, he's in his fifties and he's still paying off student loans from a college he attended almost 30 years ago. That's insane. I wouldn't be caught dead with a debt like that. Or at least I'm going to try very hard not to incur a debt that I can't pay back within a month. That to me is a dangerous place and I don't want to be there because that scares me. So whatever you do, if you don't take anything else from this episode, 
I were you. And in most, in some certain cases, you may be in my situation where you need the financial aid to get through college, but take the grants and the scholarships. Do not take the student loan. The student loan, in my opinion, if you are poor and cannot make the payments later on in life, the student loans are not worth it. Do not accept them. Reject them. Go with the grants and the scholarships. If you need to, talk to someone before the semester is over and say, hey, you know, I want to apply for scholarships, but I don't know exactly what scholarships to apply for. Do you think you could help me find some? And the advisor or teacher or whoever you're talking to will be like, sure, no problem. Let me get you to someone who knows something about this and you can talk to them. They will help you. And let's say you find someone that will help you. And they give you this, they look at your your um, your records and they're like, I see you have a good GPA and you have a really good attendance. I see that you've made a steady increase from from that uh, from that C that you had a couple of years ago, or even that you came into this semester with, and now it's an A. I see the work that you've done. You would qualify for this, this, and this scholarship. After you get told that, immediately put your name in there. Apply for it. Go for it. The sooner you get it. The sooner you get that done, the easier off, the better off you'll be. Now, all the seriousness and all the craziness aside from financial aid and and all kinds of worries and stressful things and shopping, I want to end the episode with a nice little story of uh, when I came into school at OTC, my first day. So, my first day at college I was going into it thinking I'm still in high school and I was because I was in a, a program called Votech um, where college students junior and seniors would go off to a college for half of the day 10 classes there get credit for it and then come back for the rest for the rest of the classes and the time at your high school. Well, I was in that program and I'm thinking I'm a high schooler. I'm I don't really know if I belong here. I'd like to learn this stuff. I think it'd be cool to learn all of this. But you know, it's it's you feel I felt really out of place there because I'm like I'm in high school. I am so much younger than some of these people. And attending a community college is kind of, I feel, makes it a little bit worse because you occasionally see the person that is uh, middle-aged or possibly elderly, and you're like, these people are dedicated to education. I'm a baby. (laughs) I, I haven't been here for anything. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I'm kind of scared, man. And that's the truth. I was I was scared my first day because I'm like, I don't know if I can do college stuff. I'm a high schooler, and I'm not very smart. 
but I, I, I went ahead and went through it and I'm sitting there through my classes and every day I'm like, okay, so this is college life. It's like high school, but with more freedom. I love it. I love college. College is so cool. I can walk around on campus after my classes until my next class and I can be like, bam, look at that. That is I can go to the cafe. I can go to the cafe. I can go to the bookstore. I can go to the library. I can go do whatever I want on campus. I can even leave campus. Not if you're a high schooler. Don't do that. Don't try it. My, you will get in trouble. But if you're a full-time college student with no high, like you're graduated from high school, there's nothing keeping you on campus all the time, except for your classes. Don't be late. But still, I was scared. I was nervous. I didn't hardly talk to anybody because I'm like, I, I'm going to sound stupid if I ask some questions about whatever this is, or I'm, I'm going to sound real dumb if I be myself around these people. But as time went by and I look at these people, I'm like, these people are freaking weird. They're making noises, and they're dancing around. They're telling inappropriate jokes. And the teachers are sometimes swearing. It's like, what in the world? It's pure chaos. And I loved it. It was at that moment. Moments like that, I'm like, sweet. I can be myself. I can calm down. I can throw myself out there and not worry about any sort of flack or just bad juju coming my way. College is a wonderful place where you can express yourself how you want to express yourself. Within reason, because you know you're still in the public and you still got to respond to the uh, whims of society. But still, it is a wonderful experience. And for those who are getting ready to go into uh, college, leaving high school, or who are coming back to college, or haven't even considered college, go. Go to college. It's such a fun experience if you allow it to be. And with that, I believe I will bid you all a good night. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to yet another episode of On the Lectern. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and put your finger on that share button and send it to your friends, your family, your loved ones, your co-workers, your neighbors down the street, whoever it is you think might enjoy this episode. Until next time, I've been your host, Dr. Marvell.